Maybe you should go and do some contemplating. Where's my line? I found it. Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. Hi, this is Griffin McElroy. Ooh, it's fresh, isn't it? <laughs> this is Rose Buddies. This is Rose Buddies. We stumbled on a name at the end of the last one, and it stuck, and it's a YouTube hit, YouTube Spanish success. Why did I say YouTube? This show's not Should on we start you- over? No, I, I think the we got to maintain this energy. <laughs> I'm in midair already. I've gone off the ramp. And I can't turn back now. I'm well, in midair, off the ramp. Welcome back to Rose Buddies. This one's going right off the ramp, right off the cuff. Episode two. From the hip. This is the second episode after we just watched the second episode of The Bachelor season, what, like 30? Yes. 35? I don't know. It's in the probably high 30s at this point. Just like Ben himself, right? No, Ben's a past, baby. Past his prime. Ben's younger than you. Oh man, I, every time I hear that, I just hate it more and more. <laughs> this is different from the last time we recorded an episode of Rose Buddies and that we literally just finished. Yeah, we just rolled off the couch right into the recording studio. We ushered our friends out of our house because we hosted tonight's viewing party. We did. Should we dip into the rules of the draft this week of the fantasy league? We'll see how much time we have because there was a lot, there was a lot of meaty content to chew on this week. A yeah. lot of events. Noteworthy events in this episode of The Bachelor. Um, if you, yeah. if you missed it and you want to recap, there was a lot of smelling. There was a lot of smelling. Uh, there were some sports. There's some sports. There was an unlikely athlete winner. What, are the, what do they call those? <laughs> an unlikely athlete winner. I think that's right. Um, should we make it a segment on the show? I, and I think it's maybe a segment that we can only do when we host at our house and drink. As much as I drank tonight, I don't know how you did, because you've been nursing those Bloody Marys. I put down probably two-thirds of a bottle of that sweet Clone 7 Cabernet Sauvignon uh, 2013. Uh, is a, it was a good year, an oaky blend. So are you saying we do a segment that's like, hey, what you been drinking? What you been drinking? Because for me, two-thirds of a bottle of that good, good red stuff. Now, I had one glass of wine and then this Bloody Mary that I've been drinking for 25 minutes. Oh, my God. I need it. It's for me, it's like a potion that a wizard cooks up for me. That's like, here, yeah, you'll enjoy The Bachelor much more with this. That's <laughs> definitely true. I'm a, I'm a New York newsman, but also <laughs> a wizard of brewing. Um, boy, what an episode. Yeah, I took a lot of notes because I wanted to make sure that we didn't miss any of it. Yes. Let's start with the high school group day because I think that was the first thing. Things have settled down a little bit from last week, mainly in terms of Lace, who we drafted because mm-hmm. we thought she was going to get a lot of um, what is new for our season of the Fantasy League, bad girl points. Yeah, so typically when we played, if you did what we deemed to be negative behaviors, so crying, you, swearing. Yeah, if you did a lot of swearing, if you got too drunk on camera, you would lose points. Well, this season we switched it up. Now everything's a positive. Everything's a positive. If you do anything noteworthy or entertaining, it's a positive. And that was because of our good friend Chris Plant, who was mm-hmm. like, why are you penalizing these women for swearing? That's awesome. We're like, yeah. yes. Yes, you have a terrific point. Swearing is great. Yeah, and Lace is one of those contestants that uh, is constantly unsatisfied with her standing in the competition. And so we knew she would get us those those points. She did a lot of swearing this week. Um, but we'll, we'll get to that. Um, so yeah, group date, open, open on the group date, big group date, a rowdy group date. Yeah. So this group date was bachelor high, uh, in which Ben took, I don't know how many women it was. I think it was 10. I think it was five groups of two. Yeah. To a high school in which they competed in high school themed competitions. So there was a chemistry component. Somebody, I want to say maybe LB, actually said the words, Ben looks so sexy. This is definitely the most turned on I've ever been at a high school. And it's like, <laughs> that's like a crazy thing. That's like a crazy like string of words to say. <laughs> As an adult, maybe if I was a senior in high school and I was like just about to graduate and like on senior skip day, I was at the school for some reason, but I saw something that like really gave me a huge boner. And I could say like, I'm about to leave high school and I can definitively say this is the hugest <laughs> boner I've gotten since I've been at high school. But to say it as like a 29 year old person, it's like crazy because how can you even remember? Well, and also saying like, this is the most turned on I've been. I think leave at some a high room. School. Leave some room to say like, maybe I'll come back and maybe I'll get more turned on. We don't know. 
This is the most As turned on this, I, this is the most turned on I will ever be at a high school. <laughs> Would have been better. He made these women participate in a series of mental and physical and i would say emotional challenges yeah so first there was chemistry in what appeared to be like an auditorium and we saw this and we were like oh my god are they actually gonna like test these women on like what is it like baking soda and vinegar and it makes a volcano although that was some crazy volcanoes that was more than just baking soda and vinegar wasn't it Mm -hmm. probably mentos and diet coke or something like that yeah i don't know uh but except uh, instead of labeling the chemicals as chemicals it was like you got to have communication and like one of the chemicals was labeled communication. Were you following how this? No, this stuff was I going? had no idea what was going on there. Um, I it I, was a bad yeah. It they was were a bad date. One of the ladies was leaning real hard on lace for not being able to follow directions well. Uh, and I and was as far as I can tell, the directions were grab the vial marked communications, and then grab the vial marked kissing or whatever. And then mix those two together in this volcano and it'll go off. And they had a really hard time with that. Yeah. Yeah. So then the, the women that did well in that challenge made it to the next round, which was, was it shooting basketball hoops? Uh, it was shooting basketball hoops. I think it was Jubilee who was on Lace's team. And yeah, was like, I was very angry. I, and she was like, I don't, I'm not saying I want to murder Lace, but I want to murder Lace. Yeah. And it was like, Jubilee? Dial it back. And then they had to shoot basketballs. There was some other stuff in there, too. It was a bad day. They had to find Indiana on a map, uh, which did not go well for most of it. It was not as hysterical. So I think, can I say I'm a little disappointed? They had to find this state of Indiana from, like, a cutout of states and then put it on the map where they think Indiana was. And they were all pretty close. The, all the girls made fun of this the one team because they put Indiana sideways, which, yes, an embarrassing gaffe. But I was half expecting like a an Oklahoma to show up on there somewhere. An Oklahoma to show up where like Alaska is. Well, they, I don't think they had all 50 states to choose from. I think it was like here's they didn't six have the whole states. 50 nifty. Yeah. I definitely saw Florida and Texas in there. And if those yeah. two had popped up there, no, get yeah. out of here. Get out of yeah. here. That's Florida. That's Texas. Uh, and then the last was uh, Mandy and, and Amber. Yeah. And they ran like a hundred meter low hurdle, but real low hurdle. Really, really, really low like hurdle. Like knee level hurdle. Like lower than the hurdles that the casting directors put the, the people through to become contestants on the Bachelor Bachelor. And then, and then Mandy won homecoming queen she beat the shit out of it yeah like, she, it was embarrassing it looked like amber had never jumped before <laughs> like it was the first time her legs have ever had to like realize the expression of jumping and from what i can tell mandy winning just meant that she got in a car and rode halfway around the track as homecoming queen and then spent literally no more time did not get the rose with ben after that yeah bad prize yeah she would have been better served if she had like Oh my god, here's the move. You're running on the track. You're jumping. You purposefully cheese it on a hurdle. You beef it on a hurdle. You Maybe you catch it in the fucking teeth. You know what I mean? Like something really, really gnarly. And then Ben comes running out to you and is like, I just wanted to say that your attitude out there was really, really yeah. great. And that's I want I you to take the first impression last of Last week, if you struggle and overcome it during yeah. a group date, that's the only way. Because the bat- with that early on, you're nothing. You're nothing to the bachelor. You are... A mnemonic device that he keeps in his head to kind of remember what your name is, which the Lauren trick doesn't work anymore. No. Well. We can talk more about that. Yeah. But the Lauren trick is gone. But that's what I'm saying. You won. Great. You won. You beat the shit out of Amber. You made Amber look good. Mandy showed a lot of of promise that first week because she was the one that came in wearing the rose hat, given the dental exam. Being like, Wait, I'm, you're saying these are promising attributes? Well, I'm saying here's a woman with some interesting qualities, and then this week, nothing. I learned she can jump like a fucking gazelle. I mean, yeah, she did some good. If this was good hurdling, what if what show would she be better on than The Bachelor? She's not going to even come close to winning The Bachelor. But I think if there was a show, American Ninja Warrior. American Ninja Warrior is jumping Bachelor. <laughs> American Ninja Warrior is jumping and lifting. And swinging bachelor. Think about it. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. What if at the end of American Ninja Warrior they took all of the semifinalists and they all dated each other? I'd watch the fuck out of that show. Yeah, no, I would watch that show. American too. Ninja Warrior Nights. So but how would doing well on the course translate to a relationship? Prize prize money. If you find love, the further you got in, if you, like, if you scale Mount Midoriyama and then you also found your husband or wife, 
that's like a million dollar prize right there because that's two that's a, that's two really tricky needles to thread. Very few people make it up Mount Midoriyama, and very few people find the love of their life that they spend their life with forever, and just true bliss, true happiness. If you do both in the same night, are you kidding me? Millionaire. What if you're one of those people that falls off like very first out obstacle? of love? Yeah, it can be like the first obstacle, like the first fight you get in, and it's like oh, I can't deal man. with these pressures. I'm out of here. Yeah, there's a lot of good. You're, stuff. Yeah, you're thinking yeah. about a lot of stuff. I need to call, I need to drink another three quarters of a bottle of wine by myself in the course of two hours and just call ABC and be like, sup, it's G, you know the score. Dating Ninja Warrior. Uh, and they went on a, what happened to the date after so that? So after that, that's they, when the kisses started to flow. Yeah. Like, like the waters. They were on some kind of like rooftop setup, right? Yeah. He was talking was to all the, he was talking thing? to all the women. Uh, this is when Lace decided to deploy her master tactic, which was interrupt another woman. Yes. Great. Thank you for those interruption points, Lace. Uh, and talk about her Denver experiences. Say, I just wanted to talk to you because I feel like I embarrassed myself and I want to apologize. He's like, yeah, you kind of came off as like, that's a pretty like crazy aggressive thing. And she was like, yeah, that's right. It's like, <laughs> and she said, yeah, I can be, she said, what did she say? She said, yeah, I can be a little hard to handle sometimes. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, this, you've known this man for 36 hours. And then she was like. Tell me how long you've been in Denver. How long you been in Denver? He's I like, love Denver. I love Denver. He's like, oh, I've been there for two years. It's great. She's like, yeah, I also love it. Let me tell you some of my Denver experiences. And Jubilee rolled in, like, probably saving grace. Like, let me now, get you out of this convo. My favorite moment about that specifically was that they were they were talking, and Lace hates getting interrupted. And so they're having this talk about Denver, and you hear Ben say, Thank you for telling me about your Denver experiences. Yes. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful Denver experience stories. So clearly they were hitting it off. Tell me the name of that sandwich place again. Mmm, <laughs> sounds great. She gets interrupted by Jubilee. A bunch of other shit happens. She comes back a second time for yeah. second second breakfasts. Yeah, because they got interrupted. She keeps using... It's like she loves and hates the interruption because she hates it because obviously she thinks she's she's like... she's so good at it. She thinks she's like three seconds away from a kiss at any given moment. But then later... She's super duper not. Later she comes back and she says, well, hey, we got interrupted and I really want to talk more about Denver. She literally (laughs) says, I have more to tell you about Denver. (laughs) Let me tell you about this great Broncos game I went to once. God, I love Peyton Manning. Who those got, and those mountains, forget about it. And legal weed, huh, guys? Who got the early rose on that date? That was JoJo. It was JoJo. JoJo from downtown, deep in the paint. JoJo, like, where the fuck did you come from, JoJo? She was unicorn mask night one. I know what Look she how was. Far she's I, come. Yeah. See, in the past twenty four <laughs> hours. Yeah, that was a crazy move because he was talking to all these women. And he was like, "Yeah, tell me about Denver. Cool, 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 cool. I also live there." Anyway. Jojo, let me spirit you away to the helipad on the roof. Look at the lights of the city. It reminds oh, me of the yeah. lights over Denver. Now let me like grab you. Yeah, let me, let me cl- put my hand under your dress. Yeah, he was getting inside that weird, weird. The, like the overall, the shorty overall that dress. That semi-formal romper she was wearing. <laughs> uh, yeah, that came from nowhere. I was came out of nowhere. That. He, I, obviously he was just like thinking about it. He was like, you know who really... You know who really punched my ticket was that JoJo. Mm-hmm. Got to put some time in with her. Mm-hmm. I hope she wins the hurdle race. She didn't. No, she didn't. She wasn't even close. She no. was out of it way before the hurdle race. Yeah, he expected her to be better at basketball. Um, and now we we so group date over. Time for the one on one date. Oh my god! Right along to. Right along to. Griffin being just like uncomfortable and really bummed <laughs> out, like Kevin Hart. He's he obviously he's he's a professional. He's a fucking entertainment professional. He's a charming guy. You he's want a charming to like guy. Him. And there's nothing like he's fucking hydrating that hustle twenty four seven. He's hydrating that hustle, and you know this to be true. Well, and this was the day after the Golden Globes, where we saw him get up on stage at the Golden Globes and promote Ride Along Two. Right. And then next night, Bachelor Ride Along Two, Ice Cube's there. Which is weird. They filmed the Bachelor like what, like four or five months ago. They timed this stuff out, man. They, they timed that they shit were out. Ready good. to go. Anyway. Kevin Hart was there. He was hydrating the hot salt. He was putting in the work. And, like, it was obvious, like, okay, okay, Kevin. Like, you're not making me uncomfortable, but, like, you're obviously here to do a job. And I respect that. Uh, Ice Cube, the same could not be said for you, my man. You seem just, like, genuinely bummed out to be there. And, holy shit, I don't blame you because, like, this was poorly conceived. Everything about this whole date was poorly conceived. Is hydrating the hustle like an expression? He's, he was in vitamin water commercials. 
Is that true? Yeah. And he said, hydrate that hustle. And the whole thing was like, I'm Kevin Hart and I fucking get out there and I do the work like constantly. And oh. I'm everywhere. I'm fucking everywhere right now. I'm Kevin Hart. You know why? Because I hydrate the hustle, vitamin water. And I said, yes. <laughs> now I'm only going to drink vitamin water. And it's true. Can I go grab a vitamin water right now? Actually, I'm really thirsty. We have one in the fridge. If you want to. It's yeah. a limit. I'll be right back. <laughs> Sorry, I got wine now. <laughs> uh, so it's Kayla. Who we love. Kayla, who we love. Who gets to go on the stage. Genetically engineered to be loved, and it's actually rubbing on me a little bit. She's like the lady Kevin Hart. (laughs) I could see that, Mm -hmm. but only of love. Not of like, you know. Oh, we don't um, know. We're just meeting her. That's true. Maybe she can sing super good. She's also a software sales lady, so she, you know, she would know how to to sell that business. This knockoff vitamin water from H-E-B. It tastes just like the real thing. I think if I did a taste test, it's called Super Water Zero, which sounds like the name of like a thrilling action movie. Um, Ice Cube is there and he wasn't having any of it. And it was just a big, big bummer from start to finish. I made the joke because they said the word ride along like twice within like the first minute of them rolling up. And I was like, let's all take a drink every time they say the words ride along. And but I'm glad we didn't do that because I was drinking enough already. And they said the words ride along like a lot. So the date, the date is ice cube, Kevin Hart in the back seat while Kayla and Ben are up front and they have engineered this date to, I guess, be cheap. Um, so for example, they, they buy flowers from a guy on the side of the road who's clearly put there. And they boy, that was uncomfortable. And they try and pay less for the flowers, and they go to a liquor store, and Ice Cube's like, "Hey, you should get some Hennessy and some condoms." Um, and Ben's like, "I don't think that's a thing." And I'll get. There was like a close-up, like interview with Ben. He was like, "My idea of dating and Ice Cubes are obviously very different." <laughs> like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> this is not representative of Ice Cube. You understand that he's putting on a play right now. Like when you see Ice Cube. In Ride Along, you're not like, man, he sure drives cars super super fast and shoots guns at a lot of stuff. He's in a fucking movie. He's putting on a performance. When you said he's putting on a play right now, I was really hoping you were going to tell me about some Broadway production Ice Cube was doing right now. <laughs> An Ice Cube's production of A Thousand Clowns, he, put on, he was heartbreaking, but he, beautiful and hilarious. And he also drove a lot of cars. He may be ice cold, but he was red hot in that Broadway show, is what they'll say. You deserve to hydrate that hustle after that, <laughs> a joke like that. Um, so they go to the liquor store and then they go to a hot tub store. And this is where like the fucking rubber met the road. And I meant to say where the shine came off the apple, but I said the rubber meets the road. Well, both, this is where both the, okay. this is where the car drove up over the crate of apples <laughs> and destroyed the crate in the car because fucking Kevin Hart got in and they made a, a fart bubble sound effect. Uh, and Kayla and Ben were like in the hot tub. They both looked super uncomfortable. And, and then it cut across and I, we had the captions on and the c- captions even said like fart bubble. <laughs> and then it cut and there was Kevin Hart. And he was like, sorry, I passed gas. And then he stood up and he was like, they put a bar over him. Like he was naked and it was, he was screaming and it was like, this fucking sucks because they tried to do, we brought up. Do you remember when Jimmy Kimmel was mm-hmm. the guest on a date in was, Caitlin's uh, season? Caitlin and uh who was the guy? Maybe Sean? I don't remember. But he was the guest on on that date and it was genuinely like pretty funny cuz he's a big fan of the show and he was dropping some like some reference bombs and then they had a se- sequence where he was like in a hot tub with them. And, like, it was kind of funny cuz they actually like played off the comedic well, timing, and right? Well, this this may be naive, but like Jimmy Kimmel seems to be an actual fan of the show, so he was aware of of the construction and and how how this whole but this, thing is set up. That's beside the the it it's what made it like work. It was like genuinely like entertaining. I don't know who said, "All right, Kevin, get in here. We're gonna make it seem like you farted, and you'll stand up, and we're gonna make it seem like your dick is hanging out, and then you're just gonna scream." Like what? Yeah, that's demented. Yeah. There are two other people in this hot tub and Kevin Hart is just standing there like showing his dick to everybody. And this hot tub was at a hot tub store. Kevin Hart would never do that. Yeah, it was not, it was not a successful celebrity appearance. It was like a bad, bad, bad skit Mm -hmm. written by a child. Anyway, they went on a date after that. And the only thing I remember is that Kayla said the words, she's talking about how she met a man on a plane and two weeks, she didn't get a name and number, but wrote his fucking phone number in a book and sold it to a bookstore or some shit. 
That was yeah, a serendipity reference. But she said she ran into him again. And she said, I ran into him in the city of Boston. <laughs> Backing up my theory that she is some sort of like cyber organism brought onto The Bachelor to charm people, make her think no, that she's No, she a does seem engineered by the producers because she has this like kind of scrunchy, adorable face that's always making adorable expressions, but she's not really saying anything. And, well, just, and when she does say shit, it's some cyber organism shit. Like, in the city of Boston, I ate a bowl of the pasta you call spaghetti. What? <laughs> I saw the sport that is called hockey played by the Bruins, the team of Boston. I think I the mean, team of the city of Boston. Ben seems into it, but only in the way of like, a, this is an entertaining person that has been put in front of me that, that I enjoy being entertained by. Like, there doesn't seem to be any sparks. I think he's. I think, no, I think he's into it, but I think maybe it's like, obviously, and we'll get to this later, but he's a science-minded individual, and I think he is intrigued by this this new life form named Kaila, <laughs> Kaila001, um, who talks about the city of Boston and its many features. My favorite <laughs> male actor is Ben Affleck from the city of Boston. Uh, should we get to to the uh, the real chemistry of the show? Uh, absolutely we should. Oh, and then there was Amos Lee. Oh, was a, yeah. A, a rare, uh, recognizable music <laughs> guest. Maybe they're putting some more weight into it, because they fucking did Cranberries last season. Uh-huh. It's like they, they're actually on a streak now of two. Yeah, the the memory I have is an early season, but not so early that it made sense, uh, where the Bare Naked Ladies were on, and everybody was I would like, lose my mind. real excited about that. But then in the past five years or so, there's been a string of totally unrecognizable music. They're trying to like start careers for the most part. But wait, they had one with Caitlin that was like Trace Atkins or something like that. It was like a, it was like a country music. Oh no, it's fucking big and rich. Yeah. 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 Ugh. Who I had not heard of until that episode. Shush. What's their Save song? Save a horse, ride a cowboy. Oh yeah. See, no, I'm, no. This is something you know better than me. Save a horse, ride a cowboy. You've heard of save a horse, ride a cowboy. <laughs> have you not heard of save a horse, ride a cowboy? I have. Were you grown in the same lab as Kaila 001? <laughs> it's very possible. I am from the city of St. Louis. Excellent. I hear that the food called ribs are good in the city of St. Louis. <laughs> uh, uh, I really want to talk about this group date in the love lab. Yeah, it really went places. I want to paint the, I want to like paint a picture of our group that we watch it with. Cause we got some, we got some old buds that we were watching the show with. Uh, and then we have our friend Eva who hasn't watched the show before. Yeah, she's brand new to she's the franchise. She's brand new to the franchise. It's always very exciting mm. watching the franchise with somebody brand new. But then like, this episode, some genuinely like gnarly shit happened, and I was like, I'm embarrassed that we brought our friend Eva on board to watch this oh. show because it got fucking gnarly. An example of that is during the Amos Lee portion of the show where Ben and Kayla oh were dancing. Oh my god! Ben and Kayla were dancing, and and it was one of those times where it was believable that both or at least one of them actually liked Amos Lee. He seemed like he was into it. And then Ben started singing along with Amos Lee to <laughs> Kayla. Griffin literally hopped out of the chair on the couch, ran around behind the couch. He was so uncomfortable. It was it was literally like it may have seemed like performance to the people in the room. My my reaction. It was literally involuntary. It was like you put your hand on a stove and you immediately draw it away. My body was like no, like that is, fly, fight or flight. Yeah. Like get the fuck out of here, Griffin. Get behind that couch. Yeah, no, this is not unusual for Griffin to get up and flee the space anytime. Uh, but I literally like threw myself behind the couch as though it were like a barrier <laughs> from like a an atomic blast or something. It was really rough. Anyway, science date, science date, science date. Science date. Okay, so um, who was on the date? We know Olivia was on eight, the date. Yeah. We know Samantha was on the date. Amanda. Mom. Amanda was on the date. Uh, it was another group of five. And Shoshana, which is uh, ben, Ben's favorite way of saying that word. <laughs> Shoshana. Uh, and they show up at what is called the Love Lab, and they are greeted by one of those robot computers. Is there a name for those? Yeah, but I don't know what they're called. The little iPad on a stand. IPad on a, a, yeah. On a little Roomba. I call it a hover, hover man. Hover it's man. like a hoverboard with a selfie stick on it. It's literally the, do, it's saying it that way, it's the douchiest object that currently exists. Um, he greets them. 
Um, and they walk in and find Ben in like a, like a, a white pants option with it, some wires attached to him. A white pants option. <laughs> he looked like a fucking Sweeted Tron remake. <laughs> um, and, and one of the ladies was like, oh, he looked super nerdy, but super sexy. Which is, I guess, not. that's what they're required to say anytime they see him in an unusual outfit. You know, I thought when he was, I thought when he wore blackface, it was like really, <laughs> really gross. But also, like he still made it look really sexy. It was weird when they put that like really graphic, like blood makeup on him, so it looked like his intestines were coming out when of he, his stomach. When he dressed up like the giant adult baby from the Cirque du Soleil, like <laughs> I was like, no, that's scary and bad. But at the same time, it's also like sexy, <laughs> sexy. <laughs> Uh, so they are gre- the the robot man is Doctor Love, is, as they call them, and they're. Can I just and he fucking follow me, ladies? I'm a robot, and everybody's like, "Ooh, he's a robot." He's like, "Open this door for me. I don't have hands." And they open the door, and he's like, "And now here's my body." Like what? <laughs> I know. What was the point of that? It would be easier to have your own like host to show them into the science room. Is the love lab a real thing? Should we look into this? Do you think we need to? Are you curious what our <laughs> fucking score would be? I'm just curious if everybody gets greeted by a robot and a little curious about what Just to like would add be. a little bit of science to it. <laughs> uh so so they're going to use science to find love, uh which means they're going to go through a series of tests where things are going to be measured and it's going to be called science. You say that, and it sounds like like body body measurements. No, that's not what we're talking about. No, that's true. Maybe on Juan Pablo's season, they would have been like, weigh yourself on this scale. Okay, who got the lowest number? That's the love connection. Good work, Juan Pablo. <laughs> no, they, he wanted to go deeper. He wanted to get genetically intimate. Was the very first test the sweat test? It's the only test that matters to me, <laughs> is the sweat test. Uh, so all of the women on the date had to get on treadmills. No, they, they did the eye test where they, oh yeah, yeah, they had to like check what they were looking at, and it was like <laughs> babies or diamonds. Hey, Doctor Love, fuck you. Hey, for real, this is Griffin McElroy from Austin, Texas. Doctor Love, fuck you and your fucking test, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> diamonds or babies, ladies? Which one is it? <laughs> fucking creep. Uh, Can you be cool for a fucking second, <laughs> Professor Love? And then there was Sean or Ben. Um, so they, they followed the eyes, which did they, they told the women like, Hey, we're going to follow your eyes on this, right? Uh, if they did, then they fucking, they don't know. Then they're the worst scientists ever. Well, Here's how to win at this science test. Are you doubting the merit of Dr. Love and his yeah, science? Yeah, I'm lab? definitely, definitely <laughs> doubting Dr. Love's ex- island experiments. <laughs> a fucking weirdo. <laughs> Can we, and let's be honest. There were a lot of women who looked at Sean. But then immediately yeah. it was like, ooh, I shouldn't be doing this, and yeah. looked at Ben. Yeah. But everybody looked at Sean, because Sean is handsomer, better, faster, stronger, more charismatic. I like him a lot better. Ben has not proven himself to me. This is a rare opportunity, and I, I you got to earn it. Yeah. In my eyes. No, and he hasn't had to do anything yet to earn anything. Uh, he did smell all of these women yeah. very closely. Yeah, so they got on a treadmill uh, in little white outfits they had been given to wear, and then... Demeaning white outfits. Yeah, I say little because they were literally very small. And then he was led to each of them blindfolded, and he smelled like their waist area? He smelled their neck, and he smelled their waist area. Mm-hmm. And it was... And he would say a lot of things like, oh, this is floral, or oh, this, this smells one has sort like of a raspberries. Smell. Yeah. And then he got to poor Samantha. Poor Samantha. Poor and, just And he knows, pungent. like, this is the last woman. He has been through a whole row of ladies who he knows are standing there and hearing flowers and raspberries. And he says, it's kind of a sour smell. She's standing right there. All the women are standing there. Let's unpack this. <laughs> What's my favorite? We go to see Creed at the IMAX theater. Yes. What candy do I get? Oh, you you always get like a like a sour candy. Sour Patch Kids. Yeah. So for me, Griffin, that's a smell that I would enjoy. Like over a floral, you know, like if I smell a woman, I was like, mm, it's got a sort of a like a got, got sort of a like sour a sour spreeze maybe like a sour skittle. 
I'm I'm kind of into that smell. Like maybe kids that are from some kind of sour patch. Okay, but what I'm saying, maybe he didn't necessarily mean like you smell like skunked ass milk. What? <laughs> That's what you smell like when you move around a whole lot. This is Samantha, isn't it? <laughs> I recognize this smell. Um, it's very embarrassing. All the women did laugh at poor Samantha. Yeah. And, and Samantha was like, what? Apparently I smell sour. Samantha oh, no. was understandably upset about that. Um, and so then the final science test was they wore these kind of thermal receptor monitors and they went in a room on a, like a closed circuit TV so all the other women could watch and they watched as their bodies heated up and then the Dr. Love put them in a variety of poses and then watch their bodies to see how hot they got. Dr. Love, your science fucking stinks, my dude. <laughs> I don't understand why all the other women had to watch. Let me do my... Here. <laughs> that was my smell test of Dr. Love's science acumen. And it's, here's the verdict. It's sour. It's sour science. Anyway, what ha did anything happen during the science? All the women had to watch them, like, touch each other, thermally speaking, and it was bad and gross. Yeah, the only thing that kind of happened is that, so Olivia and him, they, like, touch foreheads, and they're looking at each other, and it's And then like Olivia unhinged, his jaw and uh, unhinged <laughs> her jaw and fucking swallowed him whole, because she's fucking Galactus, the devourer of worlds. I don't, I don't get that reference. It's fine. Oh, but I want to know now. Galactus is a Marvel uh, villain who devours worlds. <laughs> That's all you really need to know about <laughs> okay. it. Um, they're leaning their heads against each other, and she's like, "Like, how am I not supposed to kiss you right now?" And he's like, "Well, other people are watching, but we're we're supposed to feel like the heat of that exchange through the TV as we're watching." Uh, and science uh, and the sour smell end up really having a resolution when we discover that Samantha, out of a scale of ten, which 10 being, I don't know. The scientifically sexiest. <laughs> the scientifically most bonable. Uh, Samantha gets a 2 for her sour smell. No, it was 2 and change. Like 2.42 or something. Okay, but still rounded down to 2. Well, don't cheat her out of, like, she's had a fucking pretty hard day. Let's give her the <laughs> extra point forty two points. And then Olivia gets a little bit over 7. Yeah, almost a 7.5. Again, rounding down a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, just just crushed her. Just really crushed her. Yeah. Which is like, which makes me th think even more that Dr. Love's science fucking sucks. Because if the test is smell these women, they you think that one smells bad? Well, it's not her. That's bad science. It has nothing to do with love, Dr. Love. You can call yourself Dr. Smell. And that can be your test. Like, which women do you think smell the best? Okay, that one I will give you. But you can fall in love with a stinky woman. Not that I did, but you can. It's It has happened. Give me an example of who, what celebrity couple do you think has a one smelly partner? Um, I think that Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson. You think Rita's smelly? I think Rita probably has a smell better because she's a hardworking working woman. She's fucking out there hydrating the hustle. And Tom Hanks doesn't prefer her smell, but loves literally every other thing about her. I'm just saying, Dr. Love is a fucking hack <laughs> and he should be, he should have his license stripped from him. Um, anyway, after the date, Olivia gets a rose. Olivia gets that rose. Even though Amanda leveraged her kids, and I thought, what I thought was like a pretty good point to leverage your kids. Yeah. Wasn't enough. Yeah, no, Ben was like, I'm cool with kids. I love kids, and I'm not scared of them, and cool. I he love did the weird, you love your kids. I, I made the point with to our friends that he did like the weird Michael Scott, like, part where Jan has a baby. And Michael Scott's like, I, I'm going to be there for this baby every day. Like, he did that, like, instantly. Like, these kids are now a part of my life. They're fucking not. Yeah. You're dating 23 other women, Ben. Yeah. Reining in a little bit. Yeah, that was kind of uh, uncomfortable to watch because he was like, you know, I knew there was something about her. Like, and now it makes so much sense. I've solved, I've solved the yeah. mystery. She had children before. <laughs> um. So then the group dates, the one-on-one -on -one dates, it's all over. It's Rose Ceremony, Cocktail Hour, and uh, Ben starts giving all of the women gifts. He says to Lauren B., the flight attendant, a strong – I, I think he's going to be a, a front runner. He says to her, like, you're safe. Don't worry. <laughs> like, you're good. Don't worry about it. It's cool. And he says, I – made this or i had this made for yeah. you i had this made he says the words i had this made i for had you. this made for you and just like 
Keep in mind, don't forget either the verb or the noun subject, I'm about to say, because they don't align. I have this made for you, he says, handing her a fucking, like, printed out photograph of the shot that they shot on the cameras on the Bachelor TV show of when they met. I had this made for you. You had, you made a picture? What are you saying? Which, how do you think that conversation went? Like, he, so he... uh, Approach the producers. Give me a photo printer now. I need to I need to make this. Or does do the bachelor producers have photos made of every meeting and it's supposed to be like a little reminder for whoever the bachelor Those are his flashcards. Yeah. Yeah. Her like her name's would, on the back yeah. with like the word it's like flight attendant. Yeah. Lauren B, not L B, not the other Lauren B. <laughs> not Lauren H, not Lauren R. Not Laura. Not Laura. Um Man, those Lawrence are just dropping like fucking flies, huh? Yeah. Um, and then he has, does a little craft project with Amanda where they make barrettes. Uh huh. And he was like, put it in my hair. And she put one in his hair. And he's like, wow, you really snapped that in there. Like, yeah, Ben, you asked her to put it in your fucking hair. <laughs> don't ask her to put shit in your hair if you don't want it in your hair, Ben. And then poor sweet Amanda gets on camera with those barrettes and holds them up and like, Says to her daughters, like, hey, I miss you guys. Charlie Kinsey, I found him. Kinsey. Kinsey, Charlie, I found him. Can't believe she named her daughter Charlie. Yeah. That's to unfortunate. Just takes, trying to strip some of the magic out away the, from her beautiful niece. And then what was the blue ribbon part? One of the women got a blue ribbon. It lasted like four seconds. He's like, Lauren H., great job in the volcano science projects. Here's a blue ribbon. This is <laughs> romance. This is how dating works. You're my girlfriend. Here's a ribbon, girlfriend. I just, like, I can't imagine the production assistant that gets that, like, series of tasks. Like, I want a photo of me and this one woman. I want stuff to make barrettes. And I want a ribbon. Uh, who were some big, oh, Jackie, we lost a member of our team, cool. Jackie had such a strong start, it felt like, in the first episode, and then did literally nothing week two, and I feel like that happens, like, a lot, like, every season. Yeah, I mean, before we talk about what we, what goes home, we should talk about, kind of, Olivia's transformation that happened there at the end. Uh, It's the, the, I just don't give a shit anymore. Like, (laughs) I really don't, this idea of, like... Somebody making the decision, I'm going to be the bad girl. And then in order to do that, all literally all you have to do is tr- spend more time with, like, be more aggressive about spending time with The Bachelor than anybody else. And then all of a sudden, you're the bad person. And that's all you have to do. It's so easy. You don't have to, like, go up to any of the women and be like, hey, I think you're ugly. All you have to do is literally play the game a little bit harder than everybody else. Yeah. Well, and she is very transparent in that she's like, yeah, I got the rose, but what, am I supposed to relax? Like, she is playing strategy. And then you do that once, and then some of the women start talking, and then a producer obviously comes to you and is like, hey, just want to let you know, women are talking shit, so if you want to be this season's villain, and then we'll definitely get you on Bachelor in Paradise, um, then, uh, you know, just say this during your, your our one-on-one interview. Just be like, you know, I don't care what these other women think, yeah. because... He's my, he's, I'm his, I'm his wifey. <laughs> Why that voice? What happened to that voice there? And I'm losing my voice a little bit. Um, I just like don't give a shit anymore. Things that are more interesting to me this season. Um, Lace, what's your deal? Well, the reason I brought up Olivia is then Lace has that strange confrontation <laughs> yeah. where she's like, Hey, Olivia, that made me uncomfortable. When you stole him away before when I was trying to steal him away. Why would you and, do that? And and then they have this little powwow that seems to have no purpose at all other than Lace trying to say like, hey, I know that you're trying to be the villain, but I'm the villain, so back off. And then I don't think Lace is trying to be the villain, though. I feel like Lace is on some Ashley I shit. Where she's just a genuinely hyper uncomfortable person, yeah. which is like fine. That that also happens every season, and that to me is more interesting because one of these seasons we're gonna have an arc where they learn to get over that shit instead of letting it like absolutely consume them yeah. and take them out of the running. Uh, not gonna be this season. Not no. gonna be this season, Lace, because uh, she did pull him aside and was like, "I want to talk to you about some stuff." Anyway, I used to be a nerd, and my brothers wouldn't sit next to me on the bus, and my hair used to look really stupid. Oh like, man. Damn, dude. Lace. And they were like on a balcony. It showed all the other women like down below the balcony, like listening to every word. Oh, Lace, I f- I'm feeling for you, but you need to like say other, like literally any other shit. And she's still got a rose. Why do you think he's keeping her around? Do you think it's really the, the producer pick that we hear about? She's pretty. She has a pretty face. I don't know what to like. 
you don't think the producers are saying, hey, you can pick these 10 and then we get one? There, that definitely happens. I don't know that they would use it on Lace, though. Yeah. I think they would use it on stink-ass Samantha. Oh, Samantha went home. Yeah, I like Samantha a lot. We're giving her a hard time because she produces a unique scent, but... The weird thing is that LB, who is the second Lauren B that was designated LB, chose to go home, and we were given no setup. I forgot about that. We were given no setup Absolutely nothing. Usually you get a little bit of, like... Maybe it's the realest that's ever, maybe that might be the realest moment that's ever had yeah. been on The Bachelor. No, of a fair. person honestly like sitting there thinking thoughts to themselves of like, this is a huge fucking mistake. I don't want to be here anymore yeah. to the degree that I'm not even going to like do a one-on-one camera interview and be like, uh, I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. And then create drama for them to exploit. Like literally when she said that during the rose ceremony, the producers were probably like, whoa, where the fuck did this come from? Yeah. Yeah, because she's she's like, the and LB for all the shit we gave her is the Andy Dufresne of The Bachelor. <laughs> she planned the crawling, fucking, she, crawling through the shit. <laughs> LB climbed through a mile of her shit. Yeah, I well, she she said it's not fair because he tried to give her a rose. She said it's not fair. Um, I'm having a really hard time being here, and gave up her rose for another woman that actually wanted to be there. Which was a noble, Not noble fucking end. Jackie, though. God, I no. can't believe Jackie went home. I thought we were going to be safe. When Lace got that early rose, I was like, oh, shit, all three of our team members are going to be safe. Lauren H. was fine. Not so much for Jackie. Jackie was the one. Well, we didn't feel super good about Jackie. Jackie she was, was the third one pick, wasn't she? that prepared the wedding invitation. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, yeah, she got sent home. Uh, as did, um, who else? Lauren B., no, Lauren B's still there. Lauren, Lauren B's H. Safe. Lauren no. H is safe. No. Lauren H is safe. <laughs> um, LB went home. Samantha went home. Samantha went home. Jackie Mandy went, home. went home. Did she? No, Mandy's fine. I think. I don't know, man. No, Mandy went home. Okay, that was, I was like, I was like. Rose Hat went home. I was getting the spins a little bit. She won the fucking race and didn't get a rose at all? Nope. Yeah, she was on Johnny's and Cassie's team. That's, That's some horse her. apples. Anyway, it was a really fun episode. He smelled like eight women. He got deep down in there and smelled eight women intimately. I've never seen anything quite like it. Yeah, I I did not have high hopes for I've, this episode, but that, that was a really defining moment. I've seen a man smell women before, <laughs> I guess. Like, if I think about it, like, I've probably seen a man smell a woman before. I've never seen a man smell eight women that have been prepared for him <laughs> like a fucking Baskin Robbins lineup of ice creams <laughs> for him to have little samples. Of. Let, me, let me just little. Let me just get a little mm, sour. <laughs> I feel miserable about our team. Yeah. <laughs> if Lace is the star performer of our team, and again we've gone very long, and I don't think we're gonna have time to go over our rules, but. Oh, I will say though that in order to replace Jackie, we had to draft from the remaining players. We had and, Amber or a twin. And we had to pick a twin. We flipped a coin. We flipped a coin. We ended up with Haley, which was Griffin's pick to begin with. You were more of an Emily fan, but I feel like neither of them's going to fucking do anything because there's no way they're going to split these sisters up. That would be crazy. No way they're going to split these sisters up. Yeah, I, probably not. It's the, it's the fatal flaw of this game and that it's fun doing all of this. But, Week one, we know who the final three are going to be. The final three are going to be Olivia. It's going to be Olivia, Kayla, and LB. Or Lauren B, not, not yeah, LB. Lauren B. Those are going to be the last three people in contention. And I know this not only because, like, I've seen enough of this show to know, like, how the story is authored, but also, like, they show that this season on The Bachelor, and you see those three seasons be like, I am falling in love with you. And it's like, well, they only do that. In, like, late destinations, hometowns, or fucking fantasy suites. So we know they're going really, really far. So you get it, you start to paint a picture. I thought Becca had a good basketball moment this week. She scored a basket? She scored multiple baskets. They had a little chit-chat, and he made her feel comfortable, and she scored some baskets, and he seemed very impressed. Well, God knows what the fucking criteria is for the win Ben's heart this season. <laughs> you have to smell good, have daughters. And he brought up Leah's football move, too. He like pulled her aside and was like, "Hey, this remember dude when loves, you that football? Loves sports. He loves sports. 
He loves sports. Do you think they programmed Kayla to be able to throw a football good? <laughs> Do you think they'll be able to like jack her into some sort of like web that can teach her how to play sports really quick in like the course of one day? Like, whoa, I know. Highlight. It's like, oh, I loved Highlight. Well, you know I played what? it in college. She did get in the hot tub though. So if she is some kind of animatron, they've prepared her for water, which is unusual for animatrons. You're right. It's probably like late in the movie Bicentennial Man, not early. Didn't Haley Joel Osment jump into a pool in AI and just like drowned? Pretty cool robot. Wait, are we, are we talking about Bicentennial Man or AI? Bicentennial Man exists inside of the AI averse. That's not true. That's true. That's not true. That's absolutely true. Bicentennial Man was set in the same universe as AI. What are you basing that on? They're ba- they're set in the same universe. So Robin Williams existed in the same universe as Haley Joel yes. Osment. Bicentennial Man was a prequel to AI because when in AI it started out with Haley Joel Osment, it's like a full like flesh and blood like robot boy. And Bicentennial Man, like when he started out, he was like a he was like a coffee maker or something. But then he got flesh, <laughs> and then he got a real dick, and he he made sweet love to that woman. Where does Jude Law fall in all this? Jude Law, I mean, he's not like he's not like Bicentennial Man's son or anything, but he's like later <laughs> in like two hundred years after Bicentennial Man, AI happens. And that means they're in the same universe. Yeah. 200 years. They're, it's like the same, I'm, it's not, it's like the, um, it's like the DuckTales averse, like how they spun off like Darkwing Duck is still part of the Duck, duck averse. Okay. I'm just saying like AI is the same as Bicentennial Man. <laughs> but what, what did you say? This is how I said it's Bicentennial Man. <laughs> I drank a bunch. It was a fun episode. I watched a man smell eight women like a police lineup. It was her. It was the sour one. Cuff her. Throw the book at her, Dano. Throw the book right at her. The stinker. I knew it was you. Let me. I knew it was you, you stinker. Sour, sour stinker. I could never love a sour stinker. Get out of here. So that was episode two. Uh, We're very excited about next week. I'm no. <laughs> I think this is gonna. I think this is gonna be a front-loaded season of fun, and that, that. I mean, they always do this shit. Like, you get the sumo date week two. You get the the week two dates are usually pretty bonkers. That's when they bust out the tractor race because it's like we got a lot of human bodies, guys. Let's just see what we can. <laughs> let's see, move them around. Let's see what we can make these clowns do. These unpaid clowns. Put them in some hot water. Let's make them do some jumps, and let's call it an episode. Um. Let's. This can be another weekly segment. How do you feel about Ben? I grew no closer to Ben. No closer at all. I do. The only thing I find endearing about him is this motherfucker loves sports so much. (laughs) He did seem to loosen up a little bit with the with the crafts and the gifts. He did seem kind of like I'm my own bachelor, and this is how I'm going to do things. We somebody pointed out that in the helipad scene with JoJo. Um, he seemed a little tipsy, a little tipsy, like, and like, I would totally, like, I imagine that is a huge position of pressure. And if you are a dude or a woman who like, doesn't, is not a professional, like TV entertainer, like, if I was The Bachelor, I would be drunk literally constantly for eight weeks. I would well, have an eight-week drunk. The only reason it seemed that way, though, is because he's typically a man of stone. Like, yeah. He typically emotes so little that to see him move his body in a way that appeared relaxed was like, oh, he must be hammered. Oh, my God. <laughs> Maybe he wasn't drunk. Maybe he was malfunctioning. <laughs> he was created in the same lab by Dr. Love. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Dr. Love created Kaila 001 <laughs> and Ben H-Unit to fucking love each other perfectly for, throughout existence. That explains the sour moment because he, he doesn't know. He, has he doesn't a, know. He has a set number of words in there. He knows that certain smells can be sour. His, like, robotic olfactory senses can only detect three different smells. So he's making broad generalizations. And when he's singing along while they're dancing, he's like, I've been programmed to know this song. Yeah. He was just running Spotify in his <laughs> in his voice box. <laughs> it's perfect. It's fucking perfect. They're perfect for each other. Yeah. I I can't wait to watch them, like interlock their usb ports in fantasy suites so when olivia opens her mouth real wide and it looks like she unhinges her jaw he he's thinking 
I bet I could charge my, my, uh, you know, my appendages That's gross. in her mouth. Unless the appendage you're talking about is his entire arm. Because, boy, that's a crazy mouth scene you have, Olivia. <laughs> I don't, I'm not usually the type of person that picks on people's physical attributes in this show. We saw a lot of mouth. But that's a lot of mouth, Olivia, that you're putting <laughs> forward for everybody. Oh, Olivia. Oh, Olivia. No, she's not a robot. Ben and Kaila. Ben and Kaila. Yeah. Kaila's going to either win this. Sh- we're, we're on the same page about this, right? She's either going to win or be the next Bachelorette. I and think I, so. Yeah. Which, again, like, it kind of feels like the show's maybe losing a little bit of the magic for me. Because <laughs> it's the second episode. Yeah, right? and then we already know that. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. Well, the I think the other thing that happened this week is that didn't Bachelor come out and say specifically, we are seeking a woman of color for Bachelorette? No, they didn't. They said I would, one of the producers said, I would be surprised if the next Bachelorette was not, the summer Bachelorette was not uh, diverse. God, she's like a crazy thing like what she's schizophrenic what are you talking about what does that mean uh, all right well that's all i got we're talking we, we basically <laughs> want a frankenstein we want to we want to build a woman like we built kaila like dr love built kaila uh just out of like different parts of women from different ethnicities we want her to be basically legion we want her to be a thousand screaming voices inside of one. Ideally, we get multiple backgrounds, multiple colors. Yes. Depending uh, on the weather and the temperature. I'd like an African-American left arm and uh, <laughs> like a Tongan right leg. I was thinking about maybe if we could uh, pick up like an Inuit torso. Anyway. <laughs> uh, uh, now <laughs> this is spiraled into some weird bone collector shit. Uh, this has been Rose Buddies, episode two. Thanks, you guys, for, for tuning in. Yeah. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what the target audience for this show <laughs> is yet. We'll figure it out as we go. So like and subscribe and leave us a rating on iTunes. This episode's... Are we Are we going to be on iTunes? I don't know. Okay. We should. Yeah. Well, I'll get us up on iTunes. Go request us on iTunes. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Clocks. I say that just because it's the thing I'm looking at in my office right now. Oh, next week's episode is sponsored by lamps. And then the next week after that is soundboards. <laughs> I think the vitamin water was, was enough. hydrate the hustle vitamin water or no super water zero. H-E-B's water own. Zero. Hydrate the work ethic is there. Slow? They can't take hydrate the hustle. Cause that is <laughs> vitamin water. Bye guys. Bye. She ends up with Soldier Boy. Right pieces, right pieces, can't be real, all boys.